0: Heyo, welcome in Hopper Nation. I know it's been a while, but we're back with a special edition. We got a special edition here for you today. Um, we got a special guest. It's just me. No Seth. Seth is, Seth is off. I know we kind of wrapped up our season two uh, a month ago with March Madness, and we'll probably start it up here either for the NBA playoffs or the NHL playoffs, or just wait until football season, but we'll, we'll update you on that for season three. But we're coming at you with a special edition because guess what? It is Wednesday night, April twenty eighth, right now, and the NFL draft is tomorrow. Now, Seth's not a big draft guy, but I'm a huge draft guy, and you know what? I brought in somebody else who is a big draft guy from the podcast, The Monday Jog, my very own flesh and blood, Nick Joggers in the house. What up, Nick? How you doing?
1: What is popping, everybody? Thank you for having me on Hopper Nation. I'm very excited and can't wait to talk about this draft, man. It's going to be crazy
0: yeah so me and nick huge draft junkies um we did a we did a mock last year um in quarantine sitting in our house we did a couple mocks i think we were, we were really hyped up about last oh, yeah. year's draft this one kind of this one kind of snuck up on me nick i was just kind of like oh shit like the drafts like really soon and then i got like really excited Started start listening to some other podcasts there's some good ones out there um and i'm just i'm excited i can't believe it's already tomorrow let's go
1: Yeah, no, it always feels so far away until you're in that week, and then you're like, oh, right, this is a thing that I kind of, like, got super hype about at the end of football season, and then have been intermittently checking, but then it becomes the week of, and you're like, holy shit, this is crazy, and everything is changing, trades are going on, people are getting new people, it's it's a crazy time, but... Yeah, this guy's starting, man. Yeah,
0: speaking of people getting new people, there's a couple like, I feel like kind of big kind of trades that have happened in the last really just week. I mean month overall, but um that I think are kind of important as it as it as it turns into the draft. Um definitely things that will like affect like obviously we're gonna come at this with a betting from a betting lens, you know, keep the keep the standard on half the props. I know a lot of people do mock drafts, but we're not we're not here to mock it up for you. We we're gonna tell you what we think is gonna happen, what our best bets are. Um, but some of the big things that happened today, actually, I saw this news drop: the Broncos Nick acquired Teddy Bridgewater from the Panthers. What do you th- What are your thoughts about that? Like opening?
1: Um, I'm excited in the sense this is also becoming the, coming from an objective football fan and not as a Chargers fan. Um, you know, it's exciting to see like the competition in the uh, Denver because I feel like Drew Locke has been basically giving the keys pre- seemingly prematurely. Because he has had some good moments, but he's also had a lot of bad moments. For and sure. It seems like kind of arrogant. So to light a fire under his ass with Teddy Bridgewater, who is a seasoned vet. And he's like a reliable guy. Like the Saints were able to count on him when uh, Drew Brees got hurt, when he was on them. Uh, Carolina, he didn't do awful. Um, you know, he didn't do anything spectacular, but he wasn't the worst quarterback. So I think it's an upgrade for the Broncos, and it should push Drew Locke into This is basically his make-or-break year, and I think you can at least say at the end he had the competition and he fell short or he exceeded, so you can make a definitive decision at the end of this year if they just keep those two in their QB room.
0: Yeah, I mean, I found this interesting because there was a talk, and there there still are talks a lot about the Broncos potentially looking at a quarterback in this draft, and I thought it was kind of going to be like, a Drew Locke starts the first half of the year, see how he does, and if he does bad, bring in that rookie, Uh, but maybe this is the opposite now. Maybe it's Teddy first, and then Drew Locke, or kind of a mix, and just an open quarterback battle, and maybe they still go after a quarterback in the draft. We'll have to wait and see, but... This just this was interesting to me because I was definitely thinking, like, Bronco's going to bring in somebody, and I thought it was a rookie QB in this draft, um, to compete with Drew Locke to kind of push him. Um, but they go for Teddy Bridgewater instead or maybe in addition to. All right, so next two trades happened in this past week. A um, couple big ones just involving offensive linemen, which I think could be impactful for the draft. Um, the Washington football team got back Eric Flowers. He was previously on the Washington football team, but the Dolphins had signed him last year. Um, the Dolphins ended up trading him back to Washington football team. So big for Washington football team. That fills a need. And for the Dolphins, does that open up them to, to maybe look for, for some offensive line help in the draft? They, they were kind of eager to get that Flowers contract off of their books. Um, I think kind of a similar situation happened with the Ravens. The Ravens ended up trading orlando brown to the chiefs and the ravens end up getting their first the chiefs first round pick so the ravens now have two first round picks both kind of the the end of the first round um any any big thoughts on either of those nick um you know just
1: going off of like the ravens one i think it'll be pretty important for them to target some offensive weapons for lamar you know, especially this being yeah, for sure. a pretty pretty solid wide receiver draft. Like you have a lot of uh talent, especially kinda in the later rounds. You got like Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. So maybe maybe he falls to them at like one of those picks, but I think it will be very, very important for them to get Lamar some help.
0: Yeah. Um I definitely, definitely agree with that. It's just kind of interesting. The Chiefs are now out of the first round, so the Ravens now have two picks, kind of looking at that, at the end of that round. Um, kind of talking, transitioning to the top of the draft, um, of course there was that big trade, kind of three-way trade at the big, the end of March. Um, the 49ers moved up to number three, the Dolphins moved down and then back up to number six, and the Eagles moved down to number 12. Um, so my big thing, you know, obviously we could talk about all three teams here, but my big thing is, you know the 49ers, They're they're going QB. They said Jimmy G. You're not it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go get a guy. Um, and for a while, it seemed like right away like that was Mac Jones. Um, lately, Kyle Shanahan has come out and says I like everybody, um, which you know maybe a smokescreen, maybe not. Who knows? Um, now that they're kind of doing their due diligence on on Trey Lance and Fields as well. Um, but Nick, what are you, what are your thoughts on the 49ers at three? Like, is it definitely Mac Jones?
1: so what i've heard and like kind of through my own research is like kyle shanahan is the one that wants mac jones and kyle shanahan is very offensive mind you know he's kind of like that qb guru type but the front office and like the gms are looking more at trey lance so there kind of is a disparity there where how are you going to you know build a team as the coach but do it how you want to, and then you also have to deal with, like, the GMs and what they think. So it seems as though, like, if I was a GM for the 49ers, like, I'm going to get my head coach the guy that he wants because even though there's something that I may see in another guy, if my head coach is the one who's going to be winning games or losing them, I want him to feel comfortable with, like, what he has to work with. So from that point, I would lean – Logically, it should be Mac Jones if that's the guy that Kyle Shanahan wants, and you know he might be doing a little smoke and mirrors now just to like change up the draft order, but you know I I think it will be Mac Jones. I my one friend is a diehard Forty ers fan, so I don't know if he's going to be too happy about that, but uh, that's what I would say.
0: Yeah, that that's definitely a, a good thought. Getting the the coach, the guy he wants. I know Kyle Shanahan. I mean he's he's been successful in it with. The best that he's got, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, when he was healthy, they he took him to a Super Bowl, and and he's a, he's also been able to win games with Nick Mullins. I mean, Kyle Shanahan got a start making Matt Ryan an MVP candidate, and you saw what happened to the Falcons, or he, I think Matt Ryan actually won the MVP, um, and you see what happened to the Falcons since he's been since he left. So, so Kyle Shanahan's the dude. He's a he's an offensive genius. I kind of love him as a coach. So I hope he gets his guy. I'm not a huge Mac Jones fan, but um, I don't know maybe maybe with Kyle Shanahan Mac Jones could be legit
1: yeah that's the thing like um you know I feel like it is very dependent you got a lot of talent and this goes for like every draft every year it is also dependent on like what situation are these guys placed into yeah. you know because that environment is definitely going to either build or destroy them like even Sam Darnold which was another trait you know he's on the Panthers now yeah um so, like, you know, being with Adam Gase, you know, in his so-called hyper drive offense, you know, that isn't really conducive for growth. So, you know, maybe with Matt Rule and Joe Brady, who are two very competent and, you know, pretty established coaches, you know, maybe we'll be able to see him shine. So, you know, Mac Jones looking at him versus the other guys, you could say like, oh, you know, you know, not really the biggest fan, not the guy that I would want not really like too flashy or anything but you know maybe it's the better relationship with him and Kyle
0: so kind of going off of that and and right after I ask this one question we'll kind of get into the betting side of things because I know we've been talking just hypotheticals here um what what do you like like you know I know it's like what's your QB ranking like I know it's Trevor is you know you'd be crazy not to put Trevor one but I mean right. I don't I don't personally like Zach Wilson too I, I kind of like Fields at two um yeah and then then between Trey and Zach, I'm kinda of tied and then Mac last in my in my personal opinion. Do you kinda of land similarly or are you different?
1: Uh definitely in top two, I feel the same. Uh, yeah. just because everyone's writing on I feel like everyone's looking for a reason to write someone off because there's so much hype and this and that. So if you hear only positives about one guy but one negative about another the guy, you're instantly gonna write him off because that's just gonna how that pressure forces you into a decision. But I feel as though Justin Fields is like... He showed a lot of toughness in that Clemson game. Yeah. yeah, It was insane competitiveness, like athleticism. He can throw the ball. I would say he's two. Um, I'd say, like, kind of Trey Lance after that. I like his size. Yeah, um, I like Trey. You know, had a really good year. Zero interceptions, like, that's hard to do at any level. Like, even though there's kind of, like, limited games. Um, I like him... And and Zach and Mac, I would probably agree with
0: that. Okay, yeah. So we're kind of on the same page there. Yeah, I mean, my thing with with Fields, one one more quick point. Um, I kind of related it to the whole Trubisky versus Deshaun Watson debate that I that I was frustrated that my Bears <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, you know, I'm still better, obviously, as a as a Clemson guy and a Bears guy. Would have loved to see that yeah. pairing. Um, like Deshaun played Bama close and beat Bama. And Trubisky had 12 starts. Like, there's just that level of competition, that level of being in a big game is such such a factor that just I feel like applies. Like, field beat Clemson. Like, that's legit. Um, yeah. And here, Zach Wilson and, and Trey Lance are, you know, Zach Wilson lost to lost to Coastal Carolina, didn't he? Like,
1: Yeah. Like, no
0: and Trey Lance didn't play last year. Like, you know, there's just this whole, like, I don't know. Like, you know, you can look good on, you know, on tape and – put up good tape and, and look good at the tail of the tape and being like oh this guy's 6'5 250 that that doesn't mean anything I mean if he fields has you know that that competition he's he's done it he's proven it so I don't know Definitely. I like fields but fields seem to seem fields seems to be falling so kind of going off of that kind of talking about max so there's some bets out there and I I don't know Nick where you got your lines but just throwing it out there I got my lines and my draft specials from bet MGM we are not sponsored by bet MGM that's just the app I use because that's um, what I like to use. But um, they have a special out for the top three picks. And obviously it's Trevor and Zach Wilson. But then that third one, you can get Mac Jones at minus 250, Trey Lance at plus 240, and plus 475 if it's Fields. Um, so, so Mac's kind of the heavy favorite there. And, and me and Nick kind of agree that if that's the guy that Kyle Shanahan wants, that's the guy that the 49ers probably will get. Um, I'm not too confident in that bet just because I think they they could go tray um, and maybe even they're just should just go wild and take fields. I think I, I wouldn't be crazy surprised, um, so I'm not touching that bet, but that's kind of the what what it's sitting at right now.
1: Yeah, I got mine from uh Draftkings, also not sponsored, but also if Draftkings happens to be listening to this, uh could you please verify my identity because it's been a while. And I I would like to place bets, sir, on your app. Please yeah. take my money. I'm literally begging you to take my money. Why won't you take my money?
0: <laughs> um, so I got a couple more um talking points, and then I'm gonna then we're gonna get into our me and Nick's best bets. Um, but these are talking points that like again like I didn't love I don't love that Mac Jones at three bet just because it's one it's not good value, and then I don't feel good about the ones that are good value with Trey and Fields, um, just because like. You know, I I could see it happening, but I don't. I don't think it will. Um, Another one that I'm just pretty torn on, um, honestly, is if Travis, my boy Travis Etienne, um, will go in the first round. His I think his over under is sitting at thirty two and a half. um, So that thirty second between that thirty second and thirty third pick, and then the over under for running backs in the first round is one and a half. And Najee Harris is a pretty heavily favored as the first running back to go off the board at minus two hundred. What are your thoughts on the on the running back class now that we're transitioning out of quarterbacks?
1: I think that the running back class is, like, sneakily good. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, like, you you look at this class and you, like, look at all these people, and then you even go down the list, because you, you got Najee, you got Travis, you got Javante, and then you go down the list even further, and Chuba Hubbard is in this draft also. True. I feel like people forget about him. He had a great year. Yeah. Or, was that two years ago? Or did he?
0: great years it was his
1: crazy year oh. big years maybe, yeah maybe 2 years,
0: years ago but yeah he's he's been solid for t- at least 2 he's to 3 years yeah, like, he's, he's been consistent he's been solid
1: so i think it's a really good class so with that being said i think there's just a whole lot of scatter going around in this first round so could happen could not but i'm actually going to lean towards it will happen just because i feel like Najee harris is like such an awesome talent i think he might go to the Steelers
0: yeah that's if what a, he, lot of if he falls that, that
1: a lot of people are saying to the Steelers I mean it makes sense the Steelers are like they need their guy you know got rid of James Conner they need a running game it's Pittsburgh that's literally like what they're known for Steel City type shit oh, I'm sorry is this a Cursing Park podcast
0: yeah man we keep it you know we like to keep yeah, it kind of on the their down team. key for go. the I mean, Sprinkle but you have to, you have to be like at least what eighteen to place bets or twenty one. Oh, okay. So like, makes- if we ha- if we got some young guns out there listening, like I appreciate you, but <laughs> like you can't really do anything with the information that we're giving you. So <laughs> unless unless I got a young kid out there with a bookie, if if so, like I want to meet you and like I need you on the podcast like right away. Is this some prodigy out there? Like that would be awesome.
1: That would be sick. I would definitely, yeah. Um that's sick. But yeah, anyways. Great interview.
0: So but anyway, yeah. Thinking... So I
1: feel, I feel like Travis will sneak in there. Okay. Or if there is like kind of in those late rounds, I could see someone trading in. This is definitely yeah. like a first round. If I could place a bet that someone will trade in within the last three picks back into the first round, I would place that bet just because there's going to be some droppage. There's going to be kind of like chaos, I feel like. So – I could see someone sneaking back in and be like, "I want Travis Etienne," and then yeah. snag him
0: then. That's a, that's a great point because there's there's usually some trades at the end of that first round, and usually it's like it's kind of going up to get a guy before they start going in day two, and that's usually like running backs or quarterbacks. Like otherwise, like I don't know, I don't think it happens as often. You you do that for offensive weapons, um, and there's Definitely. not really. You know there's not really a quarterback because those top five are probably all going to go within like the top 15 picks quarterback wise so there's not really one worth a first round grade so maybe maybe it is travis and you know i, I was kind of sneakily looking at the bills as an option um for travis at like i think they pick the 30th pick um the bills have historically loved clemson guys i think that was more when rex ryan was there because rex ryan's son went to clemson or goes to Clemson. Um, but I don't know. Historically, the Bills have loved Clemson guys, um, so maybe that's that's an option there for for Travis. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you and say, over on running backs um, and slash Travis to go in the first round. So we'll see. I'm not, you know, and again, I'm not confident because I could see him going. You know, at like the first three picks of the second round, like a lot of running backs do. Um, but we'll see. Okay. La- last talking point I have, kind of flashing back to quarterbacks. I guess I should have scheduled this earlier. Um, when we're talking about quarterbacks, but um, the question of do the Falcons trade out? What do the Falcons do with the fourth pick? Um, I have my own personal thoughts, but I'll I'll get yours first, Nick. Um, well, there's this some... is
1: actually a part of my uh, first best bet.
0: Oh, okay. So this this transitions nicely. I can talk about my my second best bet is is this. So, um, but my thing is, you know, there's there is a there is a prop out there that the first four picks being quarterbacks. So you know, obviously the first three are going to be quarterbacks. If the Falcons either draft a quarterback or trade that pick to somebody who does draft a quarterback, the um, first four picks being quarterbacks is at minus 140. Uh, what's your, what are your thoughts on, on this fourth overall spot? I'll,
1: all right. So my best bet, this is not one that I'm super confident about, but I'm confident about it. It's one of those things where I have <laughs> talked myself into the logic of it. Of yeah. being, the logic is soundproof, but there is the chance that I just completely fabricated this whole scenario in my mind. And I talked myself into thinking that's how it's going to happen. But anyway, I have a bet that the exact outcome of the third, fourth, and fifth pick is going to be Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts, and Panay Sewell. And that's at plus 350. Yeah. So you're getting pretty good odds there. It was kind of one of the more favorite ones, but I'm going to explain why I think this is good. So we kind of went over to the Mac Jones thing earlier. So I'll stand by that and why that's why I think that. And that's probably actually the least confident out of these three that I am that's going to happen because I think with Kyle Pitts. So in Atlanta, you have a first year GM. He's never been a GM before. And, Apparently, I've read an article, I forget which team um, was trying to trade up to four. But basically, they're just asking for really high, high value. So what I'm thinking is going on in this GM's mind, it's like, he's basically new to this. He's been around the office. He's had some experience like 18 years with the Saints or something in that front office. But when it comes down to making your own decisions, he might be new to negotiating and may not want to give it up that much really high asking price doesn't want to get screwed and look like a fool so it's going to be too high no team is going to trade up so he's going to make the safe pick and stay and get kyle pitts because i don't think he's going to want to get a quarterback but if they trade it out i would like a quarterback there and that pick but i don't think they're going to trade out because of this guy he's being kind of skittish so that's why i think kyle pitts will go for it. and then with sewell I think the Bengals are solidified enough in their weapons. Like people forget about Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is sneakily like one of the most consistent wide receivers in the NFL. Hailed a pit, by the way, but he's like always like pretty available. Doesn't get hurt that much, you know. Gets the job done. And him and T Higgins, it's not the ideal thing, but this is also a deep wide receiver class, so you can get someone in the second round pretty easily, and you can snag the best offensive lineman to protect joe burrow your franchise qb so that is my best bet
0: i i don't know you made you made a lot of good sense there um so i know we talked about mac jones already i'm gonna talk about kyle pitts as well um i definitely definitely agree that i don't think the falcons are gonna end up trading out um kind of some news that popped up the other day that i read is they're they're listening to offers for julio jones they're listening to offers for basically everything right now, which kind of freaks me out. Like, what are you... What go, are they going to blow it up? Like, what's going on there? Right. Um, but, you know, I don't... Obviously, I don't see them going quarterback, because Matt Ryan's contract is ridiculous for the next two years, so they might as well just ride it out with him. Gotcha. Um, and, and, you know, maybe they go all in and try to just get him some weapons and just see, like, can we just outscore people and just somehow sneak into the playoffs um, by winning some games, which is which is tough. But but I, I did put in my best bets is that the first position that Atlanta takes is, or the, yeah, the position that Atlanta takes in the first round, wherever they may pick, um, is tight end, and that's at minus 140, so not, not a ton of great value there either, because, um, you know, Kyle Pitts is at, at this point kind of the, the betting favorite um, to go in that spot. And, you know, I just think, I th- I just think that's what ends up happening. These, these four picks seem kind of set in stone, these first four picks, and, and maybe they won't be. Maybe somebody will surprise us. But, but I also like Atlanta going Kyle Pitts at the end of the day and not, not trading out um, and just saying, like, hey, we're just going to ride with our guys and just try to get, you know, a lot of people are talking about Kyle Pitts being the second best player in this draft. I, I know that's what Mel Kuyper thinks. So, I mean, he's a stud, so might as well just, just sit there and take best available player um, and help out Matt Ryan.
1: Definitely a, a unicorn. Definitely, like, there's there's no other Kyle Pitts in yeah. this draft or any other draft.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it's just kind of a spot. Like, Kyle Pitts has to go early. Like, he's just too good. Like, he's not going to get past – he's probably not going to get past the Dolphins at six. Um, probably. I don't know what the Kyle Pitts draft position over-under is. It's probably at, like, five or five and a half. But um, I would definitely consider the under there. It's just, he's, just, he's just too good of a talent. That's just, like, somebody's going to really – hop all over that um and going into the penne thing this this why i'm kind of i'm kind of loving your bet at plus 350 that just feels like such good value um and right. it kind of talked me into penne going fifth i was kind of leaning jamar chase um to the Bengals just because that joe burrow jamar chase connection like they literally had 20 touchdowns together when they played together um i don't know but you kind of talked me into it with with joe burrow going down last year you know we've been talking all along like the Bengals need an offensive lineman like that. Like ever since the injury happened, they're like, Oh my God, like their season's over. Like they need, they need an offensive lineman. Like hopefully they can get Penny Sewell wherever they end up picking. Um, And it looks like that, that opportunity because of quarterbacks going so early has opened the door, opened itself to them. Um, Originally at five, they were like, Oh, is that too low? Like, are they going to, is he going to be on the board? But he's, he's probably definitely going to be on the board unless the Falcons do something crazy um, and get a line and grab him. But, you know, I, I definitely like him as the first offensive lineman taken. You know, whether he goes to the Bengals, I think there's strong potential that he if he doesn't go to the Bengals and they do go Jamar Chase or a different wide receiver, um, that he goes to the Dolphins, especially after they traded Eric Flowers yesterday. Um so I definitely think like Panay Sewell's spot is either is either five, six or even seven to the Lions. Like he's not getting past seven at the Lions. Um
1: Yeah, and that's and that's interesting too because I saw a report today that both the Giants and the Chargers have kind of put in the legwork for like trading up if he is in fact part of like the later half of the top ten.
0: Yeah, if he's so, I mean, I know the Lions are taking calls, so if if he does drop to seven, maybe the Lions trade out of that spot um and somebody goes up to get him.
1: Yeah but i definitely agree with you like within 7 but you know it may not be the teams that are currently placed there
0: yeah so i mean my my best bet my most confident bet of my of my bets that i have on this this sheet here today tonight um is penne as the first offensive lineman taken and that parlayed with Najee harris as the first running back taken i feel like those are both pretty much locks at this point i mean you know, maybe Travis goes first, maybe Rashawn Slater, but I just don't feel like either of those are gonna end up happening. So, um that's it sitting at minus one thirty, so again, not not amazing value, but I just think it's such a lock that it's worth throwing um a decent amount on um and that you'll you'll end up hitting that. I like it. Uh what's another you know, I know you talked so I guess we kinda of got off the the Jones Pitts Sewell bandwagon. What what do you want to talk about next? Mm, this
1: one is uh something i'm actually interested in i would say uh kyle trask under seventy two and a
0: half. oh i love this bet
1: minus 112 i feel like you know he was in the heisman race he had an abysmal bowl game and that just you know red flag everyone immediately off the train but i feel like it's gonna i also feel like with the draft like Sometimes it depends also where that draft pick falls. Because if you have a guy that thinks he's going to be top 10 and then he falls all the way to, like, 25, he's going to be coming into camp motivated. He's going to want to prove everybody wrong. He's going to want to do all these things. So that kind of breeds greatness. So I feel like Kyle Traz, he does have that potential where he falls and he's like, oh, I was a Heisman candidate and now they're just going to draft me whenever. Like, I think he's going to be good. But I think the Steelers – go and get their guy within the first two rounds, and they start to plan for this last, last dance for Big Ben and uh, get ready for him to go off into the sunset. Oh,
0: sick. Okay, you're thinking traps to the Steelers in the second round?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, that's what I'm liking, and if that doesn't happen, I think someone else will snag him yeah. because there's, there's going to be a quarterback panic if you don't get the guy that you want. And certain things don't happen, so people are gonna eventually be like, "Oh yeah, Kyle Trask is a person." Yeah, go snag him.
0: No, I, I love this bet personally because seventy two and a half. That's sitting at, you know, kind of kind of do some quick math there. That's sitting at the the like eighth pick of the third round. I really see like if he if he slips past the second round and somehow doesn't go second round, he's gonna go right away in the third. I feel like somebody's gonna trade up and get him or something like that, like the top of the the third round and. Mm top of the second round are usually pretty big for some trade-ups um so I just I could see that happening and and I'm a big Kyle Trask guy I have been I mean if you talk to me as a Bears fan throughout the season I you know obviously I knew we weren't going to have that high of a draft pick I was like I kind of like I hope Trask gets to us like sitting at 20 before this before anybody started like looking at anything and Trask was still playing before the bowl game I was like, I hope Trask, like, falls to us at 20. Like, and now we're talking seventy two and a half as this over-under? Like, I think that's crazy. Um right? so I like him. I definitely like him better than kind of the next tier. So we talked about that top five quarterbacks, um, Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Lance, and Mac Jones. Um, kind of that next level, it sounds like it's Kellen Mond. Davis Mills and Kyle Trask. I like Kellen Mond a good bit, but Trask is my favorite out of those three. And and you know, obviously, I'm not a GM of a, of a team, so maybe I'm wrong on that. But I just feel like two or three of those guys could definitely go in the second or third round or early third round. So I I think this number is way too high, and I I love this bet. Nick. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. I, th- I think it's definitely some good value. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So kind of flashing back, I didn't I didn't touch on this bet, and you might have honestly, you might have talked me out of it. But I was, I was kind of, you know, going like just really putting a lot into the Eric Flowers trade the Dolphins made um, and saying that they might go penne um, at number six. So first position that Miami takes, offensive lineman, is sitting at plus 400, which I feel like is really high um, because of that, you know, the potential that the Bengals take Jamar Chase. And, and hell, maybe if, let's say the Bengals take penne, um and then Miami's still like we really like Rashawn Slater. Like we're we're glad the Bengals took Penne because we like Lush, Rashawn Slater better. Like some people have talked about Rashawn Slater being better than than Penne as a as a prospect. So I, I don't know. I think there's I think I still think there's some decent value in Miami going offensive line and trying to just protect Tua. Um because they, they did you know, they did get Will Fuller, Devontae Parker's still a stud. They they do have some weapons. Um, I know, I know, a wide receiver would be great, but they, they are picking. They have the eighteenth pick later in the draft, um, so they could get a wide receiver there, like we talked about. So wide receiver class mm-hmm. is pretty deep, um, so I don't know. You almost talked me out of it because I do think the Bengals might go penny now that I'm thinking about it more, um, but I'm still I still might throw a little bit on this Miami offensive line plus four hundred.
1: I think it's like, because like the thing with like Slater is like people are saying he's more pro ready than Sewell. That's like the big thing where like you could probably plug him in and be fine. Where Sewell, it's like you could plug him in, but like he might take a little bit longer to develop. But he's got a higher ceiling than Slater does. Okay, that's kind of like the thought process about yeah. it that I've heard. But yeah, I mean, definitely could happen.
0: I mean, and I, I'm pretty sure I heard that Slater Slater has some tape against Chase Young, like playing at mm-hmm. Northwestern. Like really good tape. That's legit. Like that's that's legit tape. So I mean. I could see him kind of climbing up boards. I, I'm not sure what his his um, position over under is, but I, I'd be I'd be thinking about the under there just because you know if if teams like him and see that tape and be like we want we want this dude we want this offensive tackle um, you know obviously offensive tackles are super valuable in this league so um, yes. but all right so so I'm still I am like like I said you almost talked me out of it but I'm still thinking about um, Miami first position that they take offensive lineman at plus four hundred. Um, What about you, Nick? I think you got an Eagles first position taken up next. I do. I do. Uh, I have an Eagles first
1: position going wide receiver at plus 170. So, you know, I know a lot of Eagles fans, and, you know, they're hurting. They're hurting right now. And they're pretty much calling for Howie Roseman's head, which is, um, you know, warranted after the pass on Justin Jefferson. So I could see Howie – See, I'm on the fence about this. Like, I like the fact that they need a wide receiver. They need to build their offense. They need to make the fans happy. But the Eagles are also notorious for making their fans unhappy. So, <laughs> it wouldn't be uncharacteristic of them to go completely against what the Eagles fans are asking for. But I like I like the I like the position of it because I feel like I'll go into this bet later, but I feel like the top two cornerbacks of Sertain and Horn, they're going to be gone within that top 10. So if you're sitting at 12, there's probably still going to be either Devonta or Jalen. So I feel like that would be a good pick, make the fans happy. And I I like the bet at plus 170. You get some plus money out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't hate that. My... I'm going to give you two sides of the coin. Why I think it's a good bet is you got to see if Jalen Hurts is the dude, right? Like, this is the year to say, Jalen Hurts, here's here's the offense. Here are weapons. Are you the dude or not? Um, I think the best way to figure that out is to really just surround him with talent. Like, the whole thing, I still don't think Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. The Eagles were just such a shit show besides Carson Wentz that it just made him look bad and he was over it. Um, So... Give him some weapons, give him another wide receiver, especially like I don't know. I know Devonta Smith is tiny and you know, he's one sixty like I weigh more than Devonta Smith. Crazy. But like I don't know. He he won the Heisman, he was just an unbelievable route runner. If you can use him correctly in offense, um, you know, obviously Hertz has played with Devonta Smith, he knows him. Um I don't I don't know. I I would I would love that pick if I was an Eagles fan. Um, but on the flip side of that, the Eagles went wide receiver in the first round last year. They, you know, they they can't seem to get the pick right. Um, yeah. So you know, is, has that kind of scared them off? Or they just like, let's let's not use uh, this high of a first round pick on a wide receiver if we can't seem to get this position right. Like, let's not let's stop wasting draft picks, um, so to speak. So that's that's kind of my flip side. But I'm just kind of curious, like the thought process they were at number six and they decided to trade down they wanted more picks they got them but like why do they like 12 like that much better than six like what was their thought process like are, is do they think like a wide receiver is going to fall down they think a corner is going to fall to them like what are they what are they eyeing like what are the eagles thinking and i, I, I can't seem to figure that out but i like wide well, receiver i think i think it's in terms of getting hurts weapons like that's a good that's a good pick
1: i think so too but I actually did hear this one podcast. I think it was Dan and Jeremiah. Actually, um, they were talking about like the Eagles, like possibly wanting to trade back into the top ten. That'd be crazy. It would be crazy, right? Like I don't understand. I understand that they're trying to maximize like their value and get as like get more picks, get more like playmakers, like that. But like that would just be an insane thing. So. I feel like they tried to just make a value move and figured they'd be able to get one of their guys at that twelve spot, but now they might be feeling a little, you know, less confident in that, and maybe want to even trade back up, which would be insane. But
0: yeah, um, yeah, maybe they're they're, if the you know if they need to go get a guy, like I'm all for it. Like if they if they have a specific guy they're eyeing and don't think he's going to be there at twelve, like that's fine, but. They literally, like, kind of threw that Washington football game at the end of the year last last year exactly. by pulling Hurts to get – in theory, to get a better draft pick. So, like, why not – you should have just stayed at six and gotten whoever you want. Right. Um, you can kind of get – you could have got Jamar Chase at six probably. So you might, yeah. you might have some regrets there.
1: That's a – that's just a big question mark.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see. It's always it's always curious what the Eagles end up doing in, in the draft. They they seem to kind of be all over the place the last couple of years with, with Jalen Hurts pick, which hell that might have been a good pick. The Jalen Rieger pick last year obviously didn't hasn't panned out so far. We'll see we'll see. But um, all right, so let's see what I got next. Um, you kind of touched on the corners a little bit, so we'll let's let's talk corners. I know you got one down there to talk about. Um, so let's do corners. Um, Caleb Farley. Is a guy that was, you know, it was at first for a little while it was him or Sertan, Um right. as kind of the guys, um, you know, Sertan from Alabama, Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech, um, but now he's kind of had some, he's had some back issues that have come out, and Farley's kind of fallen down draft boards, um, and a guy who's coming up draft boards is Northwestern corner, um, Greg Newsom the second. Um, so I got here kind of a little matchup bet. I got Greg Newsom going before Caleb Farley at plus one hundred and five. So you're getting you're getting pretty much Ooh, even, like even money on that one. I think these are two guys trending in opposite directions on boards right now. Um, you know, Farley's injury history kind of scares me. Um, Northwestern obviously gets some some quality Big Ten op- Yeah, Big Ten opponents um, playing some of the Ohio State receivers that are pretty solid. So greg newsome kind of coming up boards um and then there's obviously jc horn is coming up boards as well it's kind of him or Sertan now is kind of the top corner um but Newsom being that third guy like people this seems to be a cornerback needy market right now um a lot of people are eyeing corners um so i could definitely see Newsom going somewhere between like the 16 and 20 early 20 range um, early or late 20s. And then Farley almost maybe falling out of the first round or going like really late to somebody that's willing and has a better, you know, like better teams are are able and willing to take flyers. Like Farley at this point with his injury history would be kind of a flyer pick. Like, okay, he's, he's good, but he has some injury concerns. But let's, you know, a team like the Packers, like we got, we got Kevin King, we got a stud, let's go, let's take a flyer and, and say this guy, if he's, if he can be healthy, he's going to be a stud right next to kevin king and we'd be we'd be lit on the cornerback side but you know if not obviously we got you know no no harm done so i think farley's becoming a pretty risky pick and Newsom's not um so i see a team going Newsom before they go farley if they want a corner so i got Newsom going before farley at plus 105 i'm kind of liking that bet a lot
1: i like that man plus money um you know it makes a lot of sense and you know another thing you got to consider also is like the difference in this draft it's not a normal thing in the sense that you can have your own team doctor evaluate their status evaluate Uh-oh. how they're doing you know so that's another thing too with Farley where I I actually like that a lot where you're saying like he may even fall out of the first round because like you can't how can you spend a first round draft pick on someone that you're not 100% confident in you can have for the long haul so i I think that's a solid bet right
0: there yes yes we'll we'll see how that goes um i could- I could see somebody just taking a risk on Farley. I know um I'm even thinking my Chicago Bears could maybe um they're cornerback needy right now, and we lost Kyle Fuller, our former Virginia Tech cornerback, who is pretty solid um so so maybe we kind of get a replacement with another Virginia Tech cornerback um. But that's the early I could see it, see him going at this point. Like, I don't think he goes before 20. I think Newsom could. I like it. All right, so I know I know you... I see you got a corner in your best bets. What, what are you liking on the corner market? I do.
1: So I have JC
0: Horn plus 100 to be in the top 10
1: picks. Okay. So I'm thinking Carolina. Like admittedly I did uh (laughs) I did read uh Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft and he kind of convinced me that Carolina might go with Sertain just because like it makes sense like they got their guy at Darnold they're getting McCaffrey back they have like pretty decent offense in the sense like you have you have enough to work with where you can kind of stay in games like they stayed in within I think they had eight games that they lost last year that were within a point, wow. or not a point, but like within one score. A oh, one possession game, yeah. So, yeah, so you know you're right there in the offense, but you need help on your defense. They don't really have a lot of like playmakers there, uh, and I think that like, Sertain is probably the highest rated defensive player. Like probably probably be taking the most tie, so I could see them taking Sertain or even JC Horn there. And then the Cowboys at ten, either taking whichever one doesn't go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's definitely good value. Like I see those teams like eight, kind of eight, nine, and ten. Um, I have no idea what the Lions are going to do, so I'm going to say seven. Well, I guess the Lions just draft a corner. All right, so eight through ten are definitely cornerback needy teams. Um, Panthers, Panthers obviously could use one. Uh, the Broncos definitely could, and the Cowboys like really, really definitely could. Um, definitely. So, I think Cowboys drafting a corner is, seems like a lock at this point. I mean, you never know what Jerry Jones is gonna do, but um, definitely seems like a lock at this point. So, I like the value there, getting getting even money. Um, I haven't seen too many walks when a, I think Sertain goes to Cowboys at ten, and then just Horns usually after that. Um, but maybe the Panthers, and that's a good point, the Panthers and the Broncos are both potential destinations for, for a corner as well. So maybe there's, there's two in those three picks, and that's how you get you get J.C. Horn in the top ten. I love yeah. J.C. Horn, by the way. Like, physical Same. dude at, at South hits. Carolina. Like, he's, I don't know, he, he might be my favorite corner in the class.
1: He was working out with Jalen Ramsey, too. That's just something that you love to mm. see out
0: of a cornerback. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, he's my, he's my favorite guy. So I, I hope he goes top ten. He definitely deserves it. I hope he falls. That's 13, true. Baby. Chargers at thirteen, 13 yeah. please. They could use a corner as well. Um, all right, so let's. We're kind of going position by position here, which I love. Um, let's go defensive line. Admittedly, I don't okay. know a ton about this. Or kind of just, I think you got an edge rusher down here or something. Um, uh, I don't think I
1: do it actually.
0: Oh uh, no, that... that's a uh, offensive uh, tackle. Oh, shit. Oh. My bad. Okay, well we'll go we'll go some trench guys then. Um that's that's what I'll I'll call this little section. Um admittedly I don't know a lot about the defensive line market or class this year. Um but I have just kind of just in my listenings to podcasts for to other podcasters shout out. Um I know I know Nick mentioned Gerald Daniel Jeremiah. I was listening to, to locked on the NFL draft yesterday. Um enjoyed that one. Um, but I got the first defensive line drafted being Jalen Phillips at plus money. It's kind of him or Quiddy Pay is kind of the kind of the, the one two there. Um, just like Sertain or, or JC Horn. Um and Phillips is kind of just flying off draft boards right now, or flying up draft boards right now. So you know, I don't have a ton to say on this. Um but I do think Jalen Phillips at some point around maybe the Cardinals as an option there, um or something, maybe even a little earlier, kinda kinda just mid teens. Um, and then there's just not a ton of like defensive line going in the top ten um, or even top twelve. So, you know, I see. I just see Phillips going before Quiddy Pay. I could be wrong about that. Obviously, this kind of a flyer, but um, I just I've heard he's flying up draft boards. So I just feel like that's good value at even money.
1: Yeah. No. I I definitely like that. And it's kind of interesting how I feel like you can have some drafts that are like very oriented towards Defensive lineman, but this one just doesn't have that feel. I mean, it's definitely a QB wide receiver draft and tackle, but um, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll definitely be interested to see.
0: All right, so we'll keep it in the trenches then. With uh, what are you thinking on uh, you guys, Christian Darasaw down there?
1: Yes, sir. All right, so Christian Darisaw is like seemingly the top, the third uh, offensive tackle after Sewell and Slater. So You know, we were talking about Sewell, so we're thinking, like, top five or six. And then after that, depending, I know the Chargers are definitely in need of a tackle. Um, This is actually a tackle-heavy draft because after Darso, you have Elijah Vera Tucker and someone else. I forget their name. That, like, are probably going to be in the top five. So I like it at under 15 and a half for Christian Darasaw to be drafted at plus 100 just because there's going to be a little bit of a run because if Sewell goes early, like people are expecting him to. People are also going to be like, oh, so Slater is probably going to go soon too. And then after that, I've seen some mock drafts where uh, Sewell and Slater are both gone before the 13 where the Chargers are at, where uh, the Giants have a need there. So I could see Christian Darasaw happening if you know I of course I am very oriented on the Chargers but if they don't have either like the choice of certain or, or J.C. Horn or Sewer or Slater it's probably going to be Darasov so under 15 and a half is with plus money is definitely I feel like a good bet
0: okay yeah Um admittedly I, I haven't been following too much past like pick 15 um, on this draft Same so here. I haven't like I haven't been eyeing saw too much um didn't even know who that was and and called him a defensive lineman a second ago so let's pretend that didn't happen but um <laughs> I don't definitely know, like, I don't
1: even know what you're talking about
0: <laughs> that's what I like to hear um my my thought process on offensive tackles though like or offensive linemen in general like they always seem to go pretty early like it's just such a need for like pretty much every team could make an argument like oh we could use a lineman like this guy's pretty good. Right. Like, let's just go get a dude. Like, we could definitely use him. Like, nobody's gonna say we're good on offensive linemen. Um so definitely like unders there. Um 15 and a half seems like good value at even money with the Chargers sitting right there. Um And we'll see. I think there's you know, there's potential that 15 spot is interesting, and I'm gonna go into that like right now because that's where the Patriots are picking. Um, and that's potential like a trade spot. Um so maybe like Maybe somebody different than the Patriots is sitting at 15 who wants to tackle. Um, and Darisaw goes right at 15, too. So that could be interesting. Um, but I kind of hinted at it. I'm going to go right into the Patriots a little bit. Um, man, who I don't know. It seems like they need to go quarterback, right? Like, they just don't really have a plan. Like, what are you going to do? Roll Cam Newton out there again for 16, 17. Now, 17. We got a 17-game season coming up this year. That's exciting. Um, you're going to roll is. out Cam Newton for 17 games. Like we saw how that went last year. Like, obviously it didn't go very well. Like you need some kind of plan and they don't seem to have a plan. Um, but hell, maybe, maybe they're working, maybe they're trying to get Jimmy G. Maybe they're trying to, um, I saw something that had the Packers trading Jordan love to them, which, which I think would be crazy a move by the Packers. Yeah,
1: that, but that, was
0: insane thing. that would be, a, that would be a crazy move by the Packers, I feel like, but like the Patriots definitely have their eye on somebody and I just don't know who um but i'm going to throw a flyer out there this this one's a little crazy cuz it's plus 1400 so like it's crazy like i'm not going to throw a lot on this obviously um but i'm saying the patriots get fields i don't know when i don't know how um fields is kind of falling so maybe he could fall all the way to 15 i don't think he would but maybe the patriots go up and to you know I, I don't know at some point maybe they go up to the lions or the panthers pick um and get and get fields i think fields is their guy um I think Belichick understands that, like, okay, Fields has had competition. Like, he's he's a dude. Um, and kind of, like, they're kind of just doing that new offense. Like, you know, they got Cam Newton. They could get another just big arm, like, big dude that can just kind of chuck the ball around the field and just do it a little bit better than than Cam can at this point. Um, and then uh, this is, this is parlayed with the Broncos getting Trey Lance. So this one... I'm not crazy about now with the Teddy Bridgewater trade. I talked about that earlier, um, because so so my idea was okay. Drew Locke's going to get some time, but they they're going to ha- they they want some kind of contingency plan if Drew Locke doesn't prove out. They're going to give him a chance, another one last shot to to prove something, and then he's gone. Trey Lance is a guy who needs some time to sit, right? Like he needs to develop, he needs to learn. Um, coming from North Dakota State, it's gonna it's gonna be a transition period. So I, I see, I think the Broncos and Trey Lance just seems like a good fit because Trey Lance could sit, especially, I mean, even still with Teddy Bridgewater in the room and Drew Locke there, like, Trey Lance could get drafted to the Broncos and not play this year. Like, I think the Broncos have been starting their quarterbacks too early. Like, Drew Locke was a, might might be a bust. Paxton Lynch was a huge bust. Like, Brock Osweiler wasn't good. Like, they've just, they just keep missing. So I think maybe they take their time on this one, get Lance, sit him for an entire year, Um, So I got the Patriots getting fields, the Broncos going Lance, kind of crazy, but plus 1,400 feels like it's worth throwing a couple bucks just in case.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely can happen, especially with, uh, you know, Lance is still a possibility for the Broncos, like what you said, and that could be something that's attractive to the Broncos, because I feel like they do kind of just like draft a guy and then throw him into the fire, and they typically burn up immediately. So you know maybe they want to be a little more methodical in their plan and just kind of like take it easy and get Lance. But yeah, I mean definitely this is a crazy draft. Like there's a lot of unknowns that are going to happen. So you might as well just take like the really high odds because who knows? It probably could happen.
0: Yeah, I think I think yeah I think you 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 hit on it for sure. Like this is kind of a crazy draft. We we have a ton of, ton of really good quarterbacks. Like I don't think this has happened very often. And a ton of teams that like seem like they need quarterbacks or at least want one. Um, so it just just right. seems like some crazy shit could go down. Um, I don't know if it's trades or just people falling. Like something something a little wild is gonna happen tomorrow, and, and we'll see what it is. Um, but you and got I the Broncos. Wait. <laughs> yeah, me neither, dude. I'm um, <laughs> gonna be yelling at my TV. We hope you're TV listening TV. to this Thursday morning, just getting really hyped for up for the draft, like we are right now. Um, Definitely. You got the Broncos going in a different direction though.
1: I do. So I you know, I will I will put a disclaimer out on this pick. You know, I'm not the most confident. This is probably like one of it's in the bottom tier out of my bets, but my best bet is Broncos taking Micah Parsons at plus four hundred. Okay. So my thought process with this is that, you know, you got Vic Bangio, who's, you know, probably not on his way out, but it's kind of coming towards that time, Be like, hey, dude, like, what you doing? Like, are we heading in the right direction with you, or do we need to make a change? Big defensive guy, and I think they're going to want to fill a hole to try and win now with Teddy. At least, like, maybe get into the playoffs, or at least win enough to where, like, Vic Van can say at the end of the day, like, hey, I got a lot of pieces to work with, or, like, not a lot of pieces to work with, and I made the best of what I could. So I think what fills a big hole for them is Michael Parsons because they don't really have anyone in the middle of the field. Like, you got Von Miller. You got a pretty solid secondary led by Justin Simmons, young dude. You know, he's bringing a lot of physicality, which I like. But, you know, who's in the middle of the field? So I feel like Michael Parsons would be a good pick for them, kind of add a solidified guy in that middle, kind of control the run. And, you know, he's very athletic. There's not a really lot that you can hate about this guy athletically. So I think it's a good take.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're making a lot of good lot of sense there, um, getting Vic Fangio, like obviously like a defensive minded coach, getting him a dude. Yeah, I mean and especially with like Teddy Bridgewater coming in now, they got Drew Locke, you know, it's a two starting caliber quarterbacks, With you know whether or not you like either of them to to lead a team to the playoffs, I don't I don't know. I don't um but you know, maybe maybe just getting a dude and just kinda of building it slowly seeing what they can do this year. Um, maybe is the move there, so I I, I do like that. It's kind of it's some good value. I, I think I do like either like Micah Parsons, maybe a cornerback, or maybe Trey Lance going to that Broncos spot. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So that kind of wraps up our our best bets. Um, I think we we kind of we kind of dove deep on like the top ten picks, which I feel like is really good. Um, we kind of hit all our bases here. So I don't know. To kind of closing thoughts, um, what's your f- What's your favorite bet? Like, if you if you had if somebody gave you a hundred dollars and they were like, put the, you can only put this on one bet on draft night, what are you putting it on? Mm. Does it
1: have to be out of mind or is it all um, the, the all the best bets?
0: But well, it has to be like like yours are yours are good because um, minus one twelve is like the right the worst odds. So like, I feel like that's fair. Like, you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to put it in anything like minus 150 or, or lower like it has to be at right. least like you're getting at least half of that back or more Okay.
1: Um, you know I'm gonna have to say if I had $100 I'm really liking this Christian Darasaw pick if I'm being honest okay. I really think there's gonna be a run on tackles I think there's a lot of people with a need uh, I think it's gonna happen
0: Okay, yeah. So that's next best bet is Christian Davisaw under 15 and a half to wrap it up. Um I'm going to go this this feels like um, so I I watch these golf podcasters and they call um mm-hmm. they call betting like minus money pouch dodging um, because they're like okay. you know, they're kind of like betting like favorited things to just to just win some money rather than them going big and go go big or go home kind of vibes. Um, right. So my best bet, obviously, this feels like a lock, like a minus 130, Najee first, and Penne first, um, as in their respective positions off the board. Um, that just feels like a lock, so I definitely want to throw on that. But if we're going, like, it's got to be plus money, um, I definitely like Newsom going before Farley. And that it feels a little risky, because I could see somebody taking on a flyer on Farley just because he's, of how talented he is, but, but I think that, that injury is going to spook some people for sure, so... So I got I, I got Newsom going before Farley is my like favorite bet. I like it, man. Well, all right, Hopper Nation. Thank you for tuning in to the special edition of NFL Draft Night. We kind of a merge between Hop the Props and my brother uh, Monday Jog. Monday Jog co-host Nick Jogger. Um, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we hope you make some money on on Thursday and, and over the weekend with this NFL Draft. Kind of some some fun football filling our our. Sp- kind of big, sportless void right now after post-march Madness.
1: Definitely, man. It has been a pleasure. Uh, Thank you for having me on. It was fun talking about some bets. I do want to have a slight PS, and this is just for future reference because I'm calling my shot. Whichever team gets the defensive tackle from Pitt, Jalen Twyman, who put up 40 reps at the bench press, is going to get the steal of the draft because he opted out this year and everyone forgot about him. And whoever gets him is going to be a happy camper so i'm just calling it now and All right. i don't know if you can bet on that but if you could i fucking
0: would That's <laughs> like just steal the draft i don't yeah. know if that, that's, that's <laughs> if too objective sort of, of, of a bet but like
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um if there is some sort of metric where you could calculate that i i would place my money on it
0: a little little pitch shout out there um I know we we talked about my Clemson boy Travis Etienne at the at the top of the show, so kind of getting our alma maters in there, I'm like a current Pitt student. So, anyways, um, Hopper Nation, it's been real. Enjoy the draft. Like I said, thank you for tuning in for the special edition. And me and Seth will be back with season three coming at you with some new fun stuff um, coming here soon. So stay tuned. Bye.